The following thoughts and opinions we're going to discuss regarding this album are strictly of our own personal interests. We are not professional music reviewers. We encourage respectful discussion and friendly banter in each episode, but we do not condone and will not tolerate bullying or belligerence. You are welcome to take what we say regarding the albums we rate with a grain of salt. Editors note just before we start the podcast, Savannah and I did this live together in the same room for the first time ever, so the setup was different than it usually is. Because of this, there are some audio issues throughout the podcast, they're very minor, I just made them quieter rather than silence the vast majority of them, because we are talking while they're happening. I apologize for the inconvenience, but I'm just giving you the heads up now. On with the show. Well, hey there, friends, and welcome to another episode of the Rate the Record Podcast, episode 100. Oh, we did it. Celebrate. I was, was going to get like a streamers and poppers and party yeah. favors or whatever the hell. Uh, I didn't because you now are in my actual physical space. You see how small it is and how much I would hate to clean that I shit. I do. If it gets behind everything, I'm done. I feel like if you bought one of those confetti poppers, you'd probably singe my face off with power or something. Anyways. Yeah, I'd just be like surprised. Oh. <laughs> My God. Yeah, audio listeners, I know you can't see the screen right now. Well, first off, watch YouTube. And second off, we're in the actual same space. Like, we are yeah. like five feet, nearly arm's length away from each other uh, for the first time since like February 2020. Yep. Yep. <laughs> uh, we were in school together, and then COVID hit, and then I didn't go back to school, and then I've been a hermit recluse ever since. And you've only been visible on Zoom. Have you, Zoom, have you seen this woman? Yeah, yeah right. <laughs> Just like blocky ass Zoom picture. Actually, I hope not because our podcast would be nothing but blocky images at this point. I'm like a Minecraft character. Well, anyways, you're very much a live host for the day, are Chris and Savannah. Yeah, th- again, this this is this is awfully strange. <laughs> I'm usually looking over here to look at you, but now it's like I gotta like tilt over here, and mic placement is so different now, and right? Like that. And like you said, when I showed up, oh man, I have to put pants on. Yeah, me too. Yeah, Me this too. is usually a sans pants podcast because we don't see anything from like the upper chest down. But now it's like I can I can see your jeans and you can see mine, so yeah. we are wearing pants. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, episode one hundred, we finally did it—the triple digit edition. I don't know what I used to say stupid things like that, but I mean this one's bigger because oh yeah, it's been a while to get here. Yeah, what should have taken just a little under two years took. Just over two and a half. Yeah, we do take some breaks. And it's funny because recently I listened to a a different podcast that I like. I'm not name dropping. We're not getting paid. And uh, they were saying like, oh, we don't take any breaks. They're they're doing it jestfully. We don't take any breaks. Any podcast who takes a break, oh, you're shit and blah, blah, blah. And all I thought was... Well, my mental health is better. (laughs) So that helps. And not only that, we aren't making money. Yeah. Like, we have jobs, we have relationships, we have lives. Yeah. And so, like, if this was a full-time job, there'd be a whole other thing. But, like, this is, like, we're just doing this because we like to do this. So, I mean, yeah, we're going to take breaks. We have shit to do. Exactly. Exactly. And if it takes us just over two years... To get to 100 episodes, so be it. We're here. We're here yeah, now. Yeah, we fought all the way here, and we actually made it to episode 100. So thank you very much for coming by and seeing us. I was going to say live, but it's live for us, not for you, so <laughs> sorry. But this is still a new image, and look at the graphics on screen are different, too. Moving marquee above the head. Ooh. That oh, I'm, I'm getting really good with editing. I'm not. <laughs> this is actually very easy to do. I'm recording this in like, OBS. This is fantastic. This is, um, if you haven't listened before, uh, welcome. Welcome. 
and if you have, you know that I'm I don't listen or watch to past I don't listen or watch past shows. So seeing it on the screen, I'm like, oh, so that's what it looks like. How nice! Well, it's Good funny job. because uh, th- this is I-, I say live recording because I'm recording this OBS. Usually we just record Zoom and then I'll import the videos later into yeah. a video editor and stuff like that. But everything because of the way we're doing it today just fits better to do live like this. We don't need to use Zoom at all. I like it. But anyways, uh, we're, we're really gushing about the beginning of this podcast, but we should actually be getting into it. So yes. one more time, thank you very much for hanging out with us today and being here. If you like what you see and or hear today, there's a bunch of ways that you could do that. Like, subscribe, rate, share, comment, follow. All six of those things. Oh, we're going to be able to do things in time with each other now, too. <laughs> I, I'm finally going to actually uh, match my voice with yours when you say rate the record. So well, it, it has to at this point. But yes, one of those things, if not all the things, uh, helps support the show. Algorithm, boost, boom, eyes and ears, prize, boom. All of that. In this episode 100, we're trying to celebrate this, so I, I think it'd be tremendously super duper if you went ahead and did literally any of those things. What he said, he covers it well. And yeah. if I don't say that, he'll punch me, like actually. Yeah, and see, now that now that we're uh, doing this live, you can see I'm not really reading off anything. I have a laptop in front of me because I'm going to read my notes, but like it's all point form here. I'm not. I just this is yeah. all static in my head. <laughs> And then that's it, just TV static. Speaking of static in my head, I mean, that's, I think they call that depression. I'm not certain, but hey, that's a whole other topic, right? Anyways, if you've been here before, you know that uh, we can be pretty miserable music reviewing pricks around here, and that's fine. Shit happens. But we're not always like that, I promise. And if you're new here, I just said, we, I promise, we don't do that all the time. <laughs> we do review music, though, because each week, Savannah and I will choose an album. It can be completely random, whatever we want to listen to. Album anniversaries, album requests. We've had plenty of those through the season. It's been a lot of fun, but regardless, we do choose one. We will discuss the album at length from front to back. We rank the songs, and then we rank, rank the, the record. record. Hey, look at that. That is the first time in a hundred episodes that I was certain that I got it right. And I think that's the first time I ever heard you clapping afterwards, because Zoom will always cut it off. <laughs> Zoom, like, yeah, none of the audio is actually going to be cut, like it's because it's being I, recorded directly to the computer uh, rather than through Zoom. So, so nobody actually hears how enthused I am when you do your woo. It's like woo, uh, um, ooh. <laughs> well, you know what? That's fine. That's fine. I caught it this time, so I'm excited. Well, we can be enthusiastic about matching, apparently. I mean, that comes later, but like matching our sound at the very least. Heck yes. We have one more thing to be enthusiastic about today besides episode 100. It's the album we're doing. Uh, I'll just announce the album first. It's this little thing here, this big thing, I should say. It's Rush and their 1977 album, A Farewell to Kings. And to uh, all you Rate the Record lore heads out there, which are zero of you, none of you follow the lore, and that's fine, I understand. Basically, uh, this was the one that was going to start us all the way in episode one. This was going to yep. be the very first episode. And I don't know why it took until 100. I feel like at a certain point, it was like, you know what? 100's monumental. Let's put it there. But uh, I you think could, it, it took been, at least 50 for us to make that choice. Well, e- either way, because like... It's funny because we uh, the first Rush album we did was Roll the Bones. And so when I saw you put it on the list, I was like, oh, is that it? No, it's Roll the Bones. <laughs> Let's Roll the Bones. <laughs> and then we C-tiered it. <laughs> oh, man. We, we love Rush around here. But yeah, this big flag I have behind me is the Farewell to King's flag. Uh, Savannah's wearing her shirt. I'm wearing my Rate the Record shirt just because yeah. like, I wanted to mark the occasion. Uh, Rush beer. Rush beer. I have my can over there. It's empty, but it's in its box and I don't feel like moving it. But I have all four of them over there, so that's cool. Heck yes. And of course, I just showed you the record. A very old beaten up copy this is my dad's copy from when he was a kid i have his records in my collection so 
There you go. I have the whole thing in asthma, which you can hear this time <laughs> because Zoom can't cut this out. Yeah. Suck it, Zoom. Well, this is pretty exciting. We did 100 episodes to do this, but we ended up doing Pearl Jam instead. But um, we like Pearl Jam. That's fine. Yeah. So, I guess, I mean, third time's a charm for Rush. Third time we've done them. Uh, first time we C-tiered them. The second time became one of the biggest albums on the show. One of them at this point. So, what more can you tell us about Rush? More importantly, their album, Farewell the Kings. So, like you said, we have done Rush three times already. So, I do think it's okay to, like, super summarize the band's beginning. Alex Lifeson and two other guys started Rush. The bassist dropped out before the first live show and boom, Getty Lee. John Rutsey played drums for Rush until health problems, restricted band involvement, and eventually he left. Neil Peart auditioned and played his first show with the band within one year of auditioning. There, that's Rush. Now, we have covered 1991's Roll the Bones and 1976's 21-12, but it's time for 1977's A Farewell to Kings. Released on September 7th, 1977 and recorded in Wales, which was the first time that they actually recorded outside of Toronto, A Farewell to Kings was produced by Rush and Terry Brown, a, uh, a collaboration that shall last a while. This album was actually the first Rush album to heavily feature synthesizers, and to this day they can say they stopped, but they really have not stopped. They've just dwindled it down a little. Two singles were released, Closer to the Heart and Cinderella Man, two solid choices. Classic Rock Magazine rated the album a 4.5 out of 5. The Rolling Stone Album Guide gave it a shameful 2.5 out of 5. And you know what? I'm too upset at that to keep going. All music, 4 out of 5, whatever, doesn't matter, screw them. The album hit number 11 in Canada and helped expand Rush's reach internationally. And speaking of... It actually hit number 33 on the Billboard Top 200. Sweet. Well, that's good. I mean, I, did the other albums... I don't think the other albums we did made it that high on the chart. I don't think so. No, Roll the Bones was kind of... By that point, I don't want to say that they were kind of niche, but, like, it was the early 90s, kind of niche when it comes to, like, uh, the general public. Um, and this one is really when they started to accelerate from uh, coming off the steam that was 2112 a year earlier. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, that's neat. Uh, the single choices, didn't expect that. I thought, like, then again, Xanadu can't really be a single now, can it? Unless you trim a lot. Yeah. And I mean, like, some bands have done that, but I can only imagine how shit it would feel at that point. You get one vo verse, one chorus, like two minutes of jam, and that's it, song's and over. And that's it. Or they play it after midnight when nobody cares. Oh, yeah. Or you listen to my uh, classic rock show where I play entire album sides. Fucking knew that was coming. <laughs> I played the entire side of 2112, and I think I played, like, book two of Cygnus uh, from Hemisphere or yeah. something like that. And then you get a phone call. Play the other half. <laughs> play the other side. No, we do the Andy Frost uh, album side thing. That's what I do every once in a while. Then I did David Bowie, too. But I'm getting way ahead of myself. I just wanted to say that so I could add another card uh, in the YouTube slot up there. Uh, yeah, we did David Bowie's uh, uh, Scary Monsters. We did that one a while ago. So there's the YouTube card. Enjoy that episode. But enjoy this one first. Because yes. now it's time to actually get starting to talk about it. It's going to be weird to read this off my laptop. Yeah. That's why I'm wearing my glasses, which also have made their podcast <laughs> debut today. And don't look at my phone. All my notes are here and my secret yeah, nuclear this, codes. This is, a, this is a very different setup for us. But I think we have an album to review nonetheless. So song number one, the title track itself, A Farewell to Kings. You first. I always go first. There's only six songs, so I'm sure I can uh, 
I can snuff it for today. That and I think I have home field advantage. Yes, you do. You have literally <laughs> come to enemy territory. Yeah. Just to, so now I can like destroy your musical opinions in person, but the problem is it's rush, so I can't. I mean, roll perfect the choice. Roll the bones was a terrible idea, but that's all as far as I can take One it. One of these days we're gonna do Presto, and you're gonna go, "Oh my god, a late '80s album!" I'll go, "Yeah, Presto's late '80s album." Presto's not that album. bad. Really? It's not. It's not great, but it's it's better than Roll the Bones because of the rapping in the title track, isn't it? Probably. Yeah. <laughs> so go watch the go watch the episode. You'll see. Way the hell back when that's a season one callback. Oh my god. Anyways, yeah, Farewell to King. So first song, uh, it, it's going to be weird because I'm so used to like looking at the screen and then having it like right next to the camera. So it's like I'm looking into the camera while I say it. But yeah, um, this one was funny to me because the very first thing I think I thought of was just like, oh, we're getting that classic like D&D fucking nerd yeah. band intro. Yeah. It, well, we made fun of the way they looked in the 2112 cover because they're all in those like white kind of like flashy <laughs> spacesuits or whatever. Like I don't know how to describe it. Oh but God. like this intro... Like, really defined that. Okay, now I know that I said that you should go first, um, but I do want to jump off that point. Fine. My <laughs> first note during the intro, I'd like to imagine Getty dressed in a jester costume, playing a lute, hopping from one foot to the other. <laughs> Fucking nerd. <laughs> right. Little gremlin man. With it, like, he's got like this big piece of wood with like these four long strands of grass on them. That's his bass guitar. We're just making imagery here. <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, it works, except except for the part where it's Alex Lifeson who starts the song with classical guitar. Uh, but you do hear bugs and birds, so he's definitely frolicking through a field. I think in the video, he's like, what, in like a pond or something, like a pond or a forest or something like that? I don't think I've seen the video. It like it starts with some like nature imagery, and I think you see him playing the classical guitar in like a garden. And sure. then it's like a, like a like a like one of those stage productions, but like no crowd yeah. of just them playing the song. It's I, one of those really old videos that's not yeah. really a video. Oh, I've never seen that. I do know that with the birds that they were recorded outside the studio. I read that. Oh, probably. Yeah. I think they've done that a few times. And I mean, a few other bands have done that. Like Nine Inch Nails did that as well. So, I mean, I'll always bring them up. There's another card above my head. Boom. <laughs> I love it. Although uh, I'm on the wrong side of the screen, I think, for that to count. We're usually on the other opposite sides. It's up there. Yeah, there you go. It's All on your them. side. There you, even the past ones, they were up there. Um, but other than the, the quieter intro and everything like that, I mean, this song's like uh, nearly six minutes, so you can expect a lot from Rush out of six minutes. Like, they don't usually mess oh around God. with time. Uh, it ex explodes right in after that, so I think that was pretty cool. It brings you back to that like that familiar sound and feel of Rush. So th you get a, you get that like feeling of comfort almost immediately after that weird intro. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I do want to say, and this goes for um, pretty much any band of this ilk, where I will always be baffled when it comes to writing music. Like, how does this just come to you? Like, this song, like you said, almost six minutes. How do you write, like, this part, this part, have it connect, have this make sense, have these intricate like bass lines and I will never understand anything like more than do 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 it's like I just I don't get it and the farther we get into the album the more confused I get no that makes sense too because I mean considering that like you know someone like Getty for example got a lot of like influence from like Yes and King Crimson and all that kind of stuff and they were already doing it long before and fucking Pink Floyd comes along and does some shit but like it's it's different like playing something that someone else wrote but being able to write it yourself 
baffling already. So I feel like I wrote my whole review in the state of awe. Maybe none of them knew how to count properly in 4-4. And so they just tried to make their really awkward time signatures into a cool thing. And now they live in mansions. <laughs> yeah, that or some like house downtown Toronto yeah. or some shit like that. I don't really remember. Dang. I, I was watching some sort of documentary about like Alex and Getty living with each other or some shit like oh, that. Oh, dang. Um, yeah, I'll get a couple more more notes for this one too. Um, there's there's one part that I really like. That's a it's like this staccato like guitar and drum part. Towards it's like dun 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 I, dun. Yeah. But I I love the bass behind it though because and it actually does it quite a lot in itself where the bass kind of like takes the lead on the melody. Yeah. And so like if it was just like Getty kind of doing that along with them, it might have felt a little like naked or plain. Whereas like this one actually dressed up a little more, made it feel a little more fun. So yeah, catches your attention like almost immediately. I love that. Uh, and of course, like the of course the jam in the middle is a lot of fun too. I mean, the bass is playing octaves for a little while. That's a lot of fun. You got Neil's flawless drum passages as per usual. Alex just kind of wailing on the guitar. It's all well put together. I mean, what else can I say about the song that's bad? I can't think of a bad thing to say. Um, so I don't have anything bad to say. Um, <clears throat> I do like the production choice of panning the guitar. So you hear like the bells and the auxiliary things in the right side and you hear the guitar but i i've complained before that when you put the instrument all the way to the left and you hear really nothing in the right it's if you if you're only listening to one side you kind of miss that so having a little bit sort of intertwined is nice and they did that here because the guitar pans from left to right as the bells go to the left oh yeah but yeah. it's not fast it's not fast and it doesn't uh it doesn't leave me feeling disoriented. It's just enough to make it feel like it's physically traveling, and I kind of like that. Um, I really like the melody of the entire song. I always have. I don't think I'll ever remember what the song is called. but It's the every, title track. I, I know, but there are so many songs that I like that I'm like, what is this? Okay, I don't know if I've ever brought this up on the uh, podcast before, but um, I think maybe... Five out of seven live Rush shows that they've played Marathon from Power Windows. And I would lean over to my dad going, what's this song called? What's this song called? And then there was one show that he leaned over. He's like, it's Marathon. I'm like, I remembered this time. But he didn't believe me. <laughs> but that I, I wouldn't I, either. <laughs> like, I, I always hear it and I don't remember uh, what it's called. I think Vital Signs is another one that I hear it. I'm like, I don't remember this one. Um. But anywho, um, uh, oh, he said closer to the heart. <laughs> That's some foreshadowing. That was just a stupid comment I wanted to say. Um, and I do appreciate that the song bookended with the uh, acoustic. Acoustic kind of felt tacked on at the end, but I do appreciate that they revisited it as it's going into track two. It, it did feel a little strange only because like... Um... Yeah, it, it comes back in and it's trumped like the, the final thing here is like this minor chord. Yeah. And meanwhile, like the whole song has this like triumphant feel to it. So it's just like, oh, did our hero fail? Is this literally the farewell it's to the, King? It's the to be continued question mark. Oh, no, the, the, the King is dead, I think. I don't know. <laughs> There's not really a... I mean, there is and isn't a story to follow in this. It's not as thematic as um, like 2112 is, for example. Yeah. But I mean... Xanadu, uh, we'll just we can jump into the next song. Xanadu number two, uh, has, is like a big triumphant story of just like you know that paradise and everything like that. I don't know the full story behind. It. I should probably know more about it, but he does say paradise in the song, yeah. so. Um, 
I, I, I think this one's really cool too. So this is an 11 minute track, by the way, like uh, Xanadu. Yeah. It, it takes a while to build up into anything because <laughs> you have these like really, minutes. really soft instrumentals, like droning synth and various pieces of like per, uh, percussion. They really do a good job at like putting that idea of like some sort of like city paradise in your head. Yeah. So that's nice considering that's kind of what they're trying to portray here. And I think Xanadu was a real place or at least a place of like mythology, wasn't it? I'm not sure. I know that Olivia Newton-John had a song named Xanadu, so I'm assuming that it's something that they didn't make up. Well, maybe. But I've not looked it up at all. She should have Xanadu. Don't call it that because Rush has the better song called Xanadu. That's my joke for the day. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) See, it's gonna be hard to pull off these puns in person now. Uh, I was gonna say, and she's dead now. So I mean, there's that. Neil Pierce dead too. Okay, so she's just copying him. (laughs) <laughs> to be to be quite honest, and I don't know if I've mentioned this before because clearly I don't remember anything. Um, I don't. I feel very disconnected when it comes to like celebrity deaths or anybody like that. Neil is the first person that I legitimately cried, but not like forcefully. I read it and I just started leaking from my eyes. I'm like, <laughs> oh my god, ew! I didn't even know him, <laughs> but like. It hurts so bad. I'm sure a lot of people God, felt the same it hurt. way. Yeah. I kind of like I kind of felt that way too when I, like I heard about Bowie, uh, because like when Bowie happened, like I was on a bus home from work and I was just like literally scrolling, and then I was like, David Bowie's dead. And I'm like, like David Bowie's dead. Yeah. And what then the you fuck does that f- mean? You go into fact checking mode. You're like, no, they have to have it wrong, and you check, and everyone says, and you're like. Oh my god! And you're like, world well, feels different. Then I see he dies of cancer, and so I'm like, no, no, wait a minute. So I'm scrolling through all old articles. When was he diagnosed? He didn't fucking tell anybody. Yeah. So that's why. That's why for a while I thought it was fake. Yeah. But then shit. when Neil appeared, I was I was in line for Thai Express at the mall, waiting <laughs> to go on my shift to work. And when I was flipping through my phone again, Neil Peart's dead. The fuck do you mean Neil yeah. Peart's dead? I have to go to work in ten minutes. I think your work was cursed. Oh well, it was two different jobs, but Never regardless. Work again. <laughs> Or at least at the jobs I did. I think they're both closed anyway, so it doesn't matter. There I you win. go. They, I, d- they deserved it. But they took some of the best with them. Uh, so, yeah, with Xanadu, uh, obviously, again, very long song. My very first note is just simply, yes. <laughs> and that's it. Period. And then I move on to the next note. <laughs> because, I mean, I, I whether or not it spoils anything, it's going to. I, I truly enjoy the song. It's You've been, mentioned before. It's been up. Th- I, yeah, I think I mentioned a long time ago. This is up there of one of my favorites. It's like. Temple of Searing's level yeah. of like favoritism to me. So I, I don't know. It, it is going to spoil it. I don't care. It's fine. Awesome song. I have more notes, but go ahead. Excellent. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. Uh, this is what I mean. The intro, it's very scene setting. It's ambient or set some ambiance. Um, but like, I don't understand how a song, like, how is this made? How did they like make the intro into the I just I'm I'm just baffled because it all sounds so good but like like I I need to know how these things were written and I need to find some in like interviews or back backstage behind the scenes stuff because all of this sounds so good and I really want to know what came first, the chicken or egg, you know, did the intro inspire the song? Did the song, you know, did they have the intro afterwards? I don't know. It's all confusing. It's 11 minutes of, I don't know what this is, but please give me more of it. Um, and I feel like when the whole band comes in after the sort of very slow burn into it, that it's like waves crashing. 
Yeah, when yeah. When they all come in, I'm just like, oh my god, please rush over me and drown me. That's all I want. I do imagine this whole idea of like in that quiet beginning, building up to everything like that. It's like kind of like you're wandering through the wilderness, and as you're parting the grass and the leaves, and then suddenly this, this big golden city is straight, straight there, like, yeah. oh my god, it's Xanadu, that place I've been looking for. I'm gonna break my fast on honeydew, something, something. Oh my god. Okay, <laughs> sorry. It was this song. Um. This song is like a montage of someone crawling across the desert, then scything his way through the forest and swimming alongside dolphins just to get to a guy in a castle that distributes one piece of sage advice to every person brave enough to make the trek. That's this song. He also offers honeydew and milk. Uh, I do have part. Okay. Well, they're parting thoughts, but you said it. Parting thoughts. Honeydew and milk is gross. Together, yes. Uh, honeydew's gross. Actually, no, correct. Like I, I do not like honeydew. Yeah, yeah. Usually when you get those fruit platters, it's like cantaloupe or honeydew. I'll eat the cantaloupe. I'm I, fine with that. Cantaloupe and honeydew, disgusting. If you, you you need the right cantaloupe, it's nice and sweet. No, thank you. It, can, it can taste either like dirt or like sweetness. You got to get the right one. But if you think of honeydew and milk, just think of it as little honeydew ice cubes in a glass of milk. I'm going to assume it's like the best you'd ever have, though, in this... Paradise City, not talking about GNR. <laughs> I, I just Fair. realized they had that song. <laughs> like, I assume this is the, the, the best milk you'll ever have. This is the best honeydew you'll ever have. It's mm. kind of like, I, I can't even compare it to the Garden of Eden because I don't really know that story that well. But I'm assuming it's like the, the best thing you could ever have or, you know. Maybe in way. 1977 it was different. How, like, when we were younger, tomatoes tasted better. Maybe honeydew Tomatoes never better. tasted better. Really? Ever. No, eh? ever. They're, they're disgusting. Mm, I think they're disgusting now, but I grew a couple and only three of them survived. I, they were amazing. I would much rather lick the bottom of my parents' feet than eat a fucking tomato. That's, that's, because I, I have a feeling that might taste better than a fucking tomato. And guess what? I don't want to lick my parents' feet. Okay, you're not you're not the tomato crowd I was looking for. No, no, not at all. But it's weird because I still like pasta sauce and pizza yeah. sauce and shit like that. Sun dried tomatoes sometimes, depending on what you have it on, is fine. Yeah. But like just a tomato, yeah. fuck no. I will throw out an entire burger just because I forgot to ask for no tomato. Oh my god! Oh my god! Okay, I won't do that. Won't do that. Okay, eyes open. Shit. Hmm. Yeah. So if for whatever reason you're making me any sort of meal, there's no reason why this would ever happen. But if it ever comes to that, yeah. I'll know how much you either like me or hate me by the amount or least amount of tomato that you can put on the plate. Fantastic. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to put that in there. <laughs> but I just stare you dead in the eyes like, you fucking did. <laughs> I hate you. Um. So yeah, I got a few more notes for this one. Although I didn't write this one kind of like the other songs where it's kind of like, I like this part of the song because like this guitar or blah, 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 whatever. Yeah. You can't really do that with an 11 minute song. Yeah, you pulled the savannah away. It's just train of thought and whatever you feel. Well, yeah, you're going to have to. I mean, like if we ever fucking did the song Echoes one day by Pink Floyd, it's 22 minutes. <laughs> it's, that's a That song's a journey. It's not something you just sit down like <laughs> the guitar is nice here, but then the absolutely like 15 minute long like journey through a wormhole how do you explain oh my that God, i don't have enough patience to have a conversation with somebody let alone listen to the same song for 22 minutes oh my god please help me <laughs> well good news uh we're not doing metal by pink floyd unless it's ever requested one day oh, just god. looking into the camera oh thank god you're just like hey fearless I'm... is on that album that's a, that's a 10 out of 10 song right there interesting um yeah there's 
I really summed it up nicely by saying there's countless great riffs in this song. I won't bother trying to point them all out because it's practically all of them. Mm-hmm. So, like, again, yeah, there's nowhere to start. I could point out a few, but it's, it's kind of useless, especially because I didn't write down timestamps. Yeah. So it's like, there's this part probably I four minutes that, in. I do that, yeah. It's like, and then this other part, probably around nine and a half minutes, if I had to guess. I'm probably wrong, like, though. You know that part where it goes, meow, 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 on the guitar, and you're like, no, I don't know what that part the is. The bass chords during the, the, the part where it sounds like the chorus, but he's not saying Xanadu, it's just <laughs> instrumental. Do you remember that part? <laughs> Go back and no, listen. No. <laughs> Uh, yeah, there's there's a, a lot of like different amounts of like energy and pacing all throughout the song. Like there are very, some very energetic fast parts, but slower, calm, like just vast expansive types of parts. So I think it's all good. And considering that the song is over 11 minutes, like you really need to be strategic with what you're doing and where you put things in mm-hmm. a song like this. We've listened to some pretty long songs where it's just like. This needed to be two minutes max. Yeah, and you feel, like, physically fatigued listening to it. But, like, there's something about this one that just, like, it kept working because it would pick up and then slow down, pick up and slow down in appropriate amounts. Yeah. So you, you were able to have your moments of relax and then pick up and have more fun everything like that. So I, I thought that was great. I think it's very, like, just intelligent composition, and that's coming a lot. That, that, that's I shouldn't say it's saying a lot, but considering the three men that we're talking about, I mean... I'm not really surprised, I guess. Right? I don't have much more than what you said because I'm just going to steal your points as my own. Um, I did I did write halfway through my written review um, that I think I zoned out enough for another two minutes to have lapsed because I sat there and I'm listening to it. And then I looked down going, oh, my God, it's seven minutes into the song. <laughs> I've barely written anything, but I'm just sitting there enjoying it. And... I feel like not writing something is actually a good sign of how lost I ended up in the song. And I really like that. And I do want to compliment the solo. Um, I find it very nice. I really like the guitar bends. It's very, um, I I don't know how to describe it other than it kind of has like a tone that the solo in Limelight has, where it's just very like bow, like it's just is very drawn out. I don't know if maybe it's a guitar and then synth sort of layered to kind of push the sound. It might very well be. But I really like it. Uh, I don't know why, but I always think it sounds like a cow mooing all the time. Um, but I absolutely love it. Um, and yeah, I've always liked this song. I just, it's yet to be seen whether I liked it as much as you do. Considering that the song is full, I mean, there's parts of the album that I should say that are full of like bugs and birds that you can hear in the background. If we heard a cow, I wouldn't be surprised. (laughs) Right. Maybe they just recorded a cow and then stretched out the audio and like detuned it to match the guitar. I don't know. Maybe Maybe they actually did. They're going to get crazy experimental because, I mean, it's prog rock. You're allowed to. I remember when I was a kid, um, like my my dad's a huge Rush fan. That's probably where I got it from. Well, that is where I got it from. Same. And uh, so I remember watching music videos with him when I was a kid And by then, Moving Pictures was like a decade old. 
So we're watching the music videos and stuff and watching Limelight, and I remember him mentioning a cowbell. So every time I listen to the solo of Limelight, I think of a cow mooing, because as a kid, all I thought when he said cowbell was, oh, there's a cow in this, (laughs) and I'm 35 years old, and I will never, ever, ever drop that imagery, and I love it. I was going to say, you're 35 years old, and you're still waiting for the cow to make an appearance in in the 500th time you've ever heard Limelight in your entire fucking life. Exactly, exactly. Well, it sounds like that you hold that song a little closer to the heart, I suppose, huh? Uh, the puns don't stop in person. They really don't. That might be the 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 best and most, like, logical transition. Because you're saying that going, yeah, it, hey, that's the song. <laughs> God damn it. Possibly, but I, I I think in the last couple episodes I had some decent ones too. Yeah. So I were, don't know. I'd like to think I'm getting better. You were suspicious when I complimented the whole show segue, and you're like, "Why are you being nice?" I'm like, because they were good, <laughs> and maybe I'm loopy. Yeah, I, 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 was, I, I was waiting for the kicker to come. It's like, by the way, you're a piece of shit. Oh hell no. <laughs> No, no, I got to sprinkle those nice episodes in. So then when I mean, you can just remember, oh, yeah, she was nice that one time. It's fine. I'll let it go. Well, so far you're, you're being nice. And that, that that's nice considering this is a season finale and episode 100. <laughs> and we're here in person, which still baffles me. Yeah, like we can. Because I'm talking and I look over you going, oh, my God, you're here. <laughs> we can actually be physically violent towards each other if things get too out of hand with these like puns and disagreements. Just close your laptop. Uh, the, see, this is this would have been good if for like, oh, now I can do all like the Bob Dylan stuff in front of you. Oh my god! Oh my god! And I can't just leave. No, you can't. It's also you can also now see the, the uh, size of space I'm working with. So it's gonna be difficult to push things out of the way and leave. Like you gotta push the table out of the way. Please don't knock over that light over there. I love how I was having fun until I realized that you're right, and then I go. Fuck, Kate, okay, I better not step out of line. I better not say anything wrong or else he's going, hey, Savannah. <laughs> Fuck off. Bowie, Mustaine, Bob Dylan, and now Robert Smith's added to the list. <laughs> Got a cast of character. I'm going to have to write a play one day. <laughs> I hate everything. It's going to be a battle to the death. Oh, fuck. All right, we'll move on to song number three, Closer mm. to the Heart. I think this is... T- Technically, the B side, maybe, maybe. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Side two, because uh, side side one, Farewell of the Kings and Xanadu, and then considering that the next three songs are like anywhere from like three to five minutes, and yeah. then Cygnus is like the last one. It's very long. It's like ten minutes. So I guess it makes sense that that whole one was just side A there. Mm-hmm. But closer to the heart. So chances are. If, you, if you've heard of Rush, this is probably one of the songs, one of the biggest ones you've probably ever yeah, heard. Very digestible. Uh, I'm, I'm sure this is ranked up there pretty highly as one of the runner-ups for the Canadian National Anthem. Like, next to, like, <laughs> yeah. Wheat Kings and shit like that. Yeah. Um, this is a music video that I remember, because I remember the eyes at the beginning. I, I do, but yeah, I also don't. Yeah. Aren't they in, like, a cabin? I don't recall. I know Limelight and Tom Sawyer. They are in. Oh yeah, they're in the, in the, Those were like those were terrible to watch. There. Yeah, were... but like, Close to the Heart has like, it's like a black screen, and then it has like a long oval for their eyes, and then it starts to open up, and yeah, it's ridiculous. Seventies videos suck. They were terrible. <laughs> yeah, well, because like music videos weren't important back then anyway. <laughs> 
Um, so I won't lie when I say I'm very, very tired of this song. Uh, but it is beautifully written and performed. But I mean, like, Hello Hotel California. There's oh, another no. uh, another season one callback to when I explained what the Hotel California effect is. That's closer to the heart. Now, I, again, I want to emphasize, though, I do not technically hate this song yeah. at all. It's a, it's a very beautiful song. It really is. And it's very just warm and nice and everything like that. So I don't really have much bad to say about it at all other than just like, I don't want to listen to this one. I have another. I don't know if I've mentioned this before. It's like but subdivisions or Tom Sawyer. It's fucking it? Tom Sawyer. I do not want to hear that song. Like, if it's on, I'm like, yay, they're playing Rush. But could we please just play something else? You know how many albums Come these guys have? Right? <laughs> right? I'm so sick of lit or YYZ. I'm so sick of hearing that. YYZ. So sick of it. I, I'm, I will say, I, I went to Montreal recently, and I, I flew out of uh, YYZ, Pearson Airport. Yeah. And I'm so glad that I was just so concentrated on what I was doing that that song didn't come to my head once. <laughs> I even saw the YYZ sign and yeah. didn't think of the song. Like, Not drop. until after I landed at Trudeau Airport, Montreal was like, oh, yeah, that was like YYZ, wasn't it? Interesting. And I was like Anyways. a little chuckle to yourself. You're like... Yeah. I'm like, and that then pl- that's it. Uh, well, I get the nature of the song now because that place is a fucking maze. It yeah. is it is miles long and it is a maze. So now I can think of the chaotic nature of that song while trying to traverse the very long speed walking sidewalks. <laughs> you have what to catch those? a train to get to another terminal. Like, holy shit. Yep. Anyways, that's a whole other thing. This is closer to the heart. Yep. Yep. Um, I think that the guitar has really always been beautiful. Um, kind of like... I think, right? I, th- I would assume so. Um, I have not watched the video, I think, in the last 20 years. So I have not yeah, noticed. Yeah, I, I don't even recall seeing it. So there I, you go. I think I think when he, when Alex plays it live, you have the 12 string on a stand and he comes over and plays it. So maybe that's... Possibly. I'm, I'm imagining that. Um, but like you, I it's one of those songs that does get a lot of airplay, a lot of overplay mint. Um, so I'm like, eh, it's okay. But listening to it, I feel like this one is opposite of a lot of the other songs that we do where I just want to listen to it. I don't want to think about it critically, but when I'm listening to this one critically, I'm kind of like, I actually kind of like it a little bit more than just listening to it passively on the radio. So I like that. And the bass adds a very fun groove that really sets the pace. Like nothing is too fast. And it kind of feels like the bass is like, no, I got this. And then goes and then everything's like, oh, okay, we'll, we'll follow him. And I like that a lot. Yeah. Uh, and actually, I'll, I'll tag in on that then because uh, my second note here is it talks about the, the groove between the drum and the bass. There's the verses and it was how pleasant it is oh, all together. Yeah. yeah, maybe it's something I never really truly focused too much in on either, I guess. Like, cause you know, obviously like you and I both heard this song like as kids, like a long time yeah. ago. So I've, I've been hearing it for years and years growing up. So when you're a kid, you're not, you're not going to think about a song too in depth regardless. Yeah. Uh, it's, and so as I'm growing up, I'm so used to it that I'm not really listening to it. I'm just like, I know what it is and I can hum the melody and everything yeah, like yeah. that. But then like, yeah, sitting here critically, I'm like focusing in on more of the grooves of the drum and bass. I'm just like. That, that sounds really cool. I really like that. I mean, like yeah. the guitar is mainly just doing a lot to drive the rhythm uh, and I guess the melody to an extent too. So it, it plays more of a background role aside from the intro. Yeah. I, I, yeah, I don't know. I, I guess there was more to enjoy about this. And that this is why I said, like, I don't hate the song at all. I'm just, I'm absolutely tired of hearing it. So, yeah. Um, but the, at least the good news for that is I, I always forget how short this song is. Yes. 
like right? two minutes, 54 seconds. And like, again, like without even thinking, if you asked me before, it's like, how, how long is close to the heart? Oh, it's like three and a half. Yeah. Yeah. Because you, you, three and a half is an too. easy, safe answer. It's like radio length. Yeah. Uh, it, it does make me appreciate the song more because of that. Because obviously it's very catchy. It's radio friendly. Uh, it's an instant classic. It's under three minutes. So it does everything it needs to do in like without dragging it out too much. Granted, Rush isn't necessarily known for bad instrumental extensions. Yeah. So that would have been too bad. But I, I like this one being as short as it was. So again, don't hate the song. Just... After today, maybe never listen to it again, or at least for another five years. <laughs> well, you are you are um, you are in control of your destiny. Um, I I do like at the end of this. It, it it feels like it gets comfortable. It's like meeting somebody at the beginning of the song, and it's kind of like you don't really know how to interact with them, and you're like, okay, we're we're a little, you know, we're we're gonna play our part and kind of do this, and. Near the end of the song, it kind of feels like everyone got much more comfortable. So it starts to, it. I don't know if it actually does, but it sounds like it kind of speeds up. Everyone's kind of feel a little more comfortable near the end. So I really like that a lot. Um, and it picks up the pace a bit. Uh, it is perfect for a three-minute song. Like you, I thought it was much long, not much longer, but like just longer than it more actually is. More than three is. minutes. <laughs> yeah. And uh, the drum are fun when you pay attention because if you're not paying attention it's just going to sound like another radio well, song Neil's always whatever. doing something fun anyway so yeah and it's like in between things you get like little uh little fills and stuff like that but not everyone is the same it kind of changes here and there i really like that a lot and um i love vocally mimicking the guitar solo like all the time I, I, I can just see, like, some drunk dude in his late 40s in his, like, wife beater and, like, shitty boxers on his couch, covered <laughs> in Cheeto dust, a couple spilled beers around him, but one of them's full because he's still drinking it, and he's doing exactly that. Yeah. And he, he's the kind of guy who's like, there's no better drummer in the world than Neil fucking Peart. No. And then he then he does the guitar solo because he's, he's not even thinking of, like, two different people. I do want to correct that. Um, some drunk guy going, oh, I love Neil. He would call him Neil Pert. Oh, I yeah. love Neil Pert. And then the sober one sitting there, like knowing, just goes, it's not Pert. Is, is he, it, <laughs> Neil, Neil Parton, is he related to Dolly? Yo, tell your sister to send me your picture of her tits. <laughs> all right, all right, I'll call you later. Grabs your stuff and you'll leave. You're like, I'm never coming back. <laughs> No, thank you. Neil Parton. <laughs> and my my parting thought on this one, I only have three songs with parting thoughts, uh, none of which are really worth anything. Uh, I would love to sail into destiny. Sail into destiny. Yeah. He says it in the song. Oh, does he? I, yeah. I, I, I will be your, or um, was it, you can be the captain and I will draw the chart sailing into destiny closer to the heart. I guess I just didn't pay attention to the lyrics at all. I don't know. Damn right. <laughs> See, I'm not smart at a lot of things, but I'm smart at Rush lyrics to this song only. <laughs> I was going to say, well, we can quiz you on the next one, too. Hell no. <laughs> there are Rush lyrics I'm pretty familiar with, uh, but then, yeah, other ones I should know and then clearly don't. And I think Closer to the Heart's always one of them. Like, I know a good chunk of the lyrics, but I yeah. must have missed that part. If you read me lyrics off of Test for Echo or Presto, I could tell you what song it belongs to. Uh, but that's it, only because... It, those ones are easy. I, I can tell you, you can na say three or four lyrics or something like that. And I can tell you any Nine Inch Nails song. Yeah. That, that I'm, I'm, 
Like, I know there's people who can um, do the whole, like, I can name Rush's discography, like, from first to last yeah, in, like, yeah, a that's minute. Easy. Yeah, I, I can do that with Nine Inch Nails. It's much smaller than Rush's, obviously. Yeah. But I, I took it further one night. Um, I was having drinks with my parents. Sorry, this is about Nine Inch Nails. I just, but this is on topic, kind of. Uh, and I, I was just, like... I like them so much, I can name every single song in order off of every single album in order. And I did it, not in a minute, because yeah. that's that's a lot. But uh, I I did it, and I even fact-checked myself. It took me about three and a half minutes to do yeah. or something like that. So I'm I'm that kind of fan for Nine Inch Nails. But Rush, oh. I probably should be, because I have like Rush merch everywhere yeah, and stuff. Yeah. So <laughs> I don't know. I, I honestly think that it would be a fun video to do something like that, where it's like, have a Jeopardy board for Rush and Nine Inch Nails, and I'll quiz you and you quiz me. Does someone want to set that up? I will. I'll make a Jeopardy board. Yeah, but you can't make questions that I'm supposed to ask you. Uh, that's true. And that's I not couldn't fair. Do, and I couldn't do Nine Inch Nails questions because I have no idea. What's Trent's real name? It's like, that's the hardest question you have, really? And you're just like, Trent, his name's Trent. It, it's clearly uh, his real, it's actually Michael, though. Is it? Is Mike, Trent Michael Trent Reznor, but he dropped the Michael and now legally goes by Trent, yes. There is Mike no, Reznor. <laughs> yeah, there's one. like no other, yeah, that just, it seems to fit, so. Yeah. Interesting. All right, well, we'll move on because we're talking too much about Nine Yeah. I, that's like another favorite band of mine, so why wouldn't I talk about, we'll talk about Rush. But we'll move on to song number four, Cinderella Man. Stop flashing the camera. There's... I can't. You say you're like, oh, I love Nine Inch Nails. I go, I love Rush. I'm Rush Man. If, if I did this, you'd just see chest hair. So I'm not going to do that. <laughs> and you're like, and I, do not... and I ripped my shirt. Yeah, I don't have an N-I-N right in the middle of my chest hair. So I can't do that. <laughs> oh, my God. Imagine doing that. Not, not only do you sacrifice the shirt, for some reason you felt the need to rip it off in front of me. And you shaved N-I-N into your chest And hair. it would be fresh, too, because, like, you know, I I can grow hair pretty quickly. It's all red and bumpy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Got those, like, weird red stubble marks and everything like that. And, like, I'm just doing this for, like, every two minutes on the podcast. <laughs> why, is, why is your nipple bleeding? Oh. Uh... I was trying to do the box around the N-I-N, and I accidentally cut my nipple. So ignore that. Why are you looking at my nipples, huh? <laughs> gross. <laughs> See, these jokes take on a whole new meaning when we're actually in person now. Oh my god, I am so grossed out. And on the edge of my seat, because I have no idea what's going to happen. <laughs> Except for the part where we talk about Cinderella Man. Okay. Okay, I'll go first. Mm -hmm. That was your cue to make me talk first. Hell yes. Um, This song kind of feels like it takes some of the same compositional beats from uh, previous tracks. Like, I, I felt like there was some Farewell to Kings in here, for sure. Uh, and it's funny how crazy the lyrical difference is in this one because this yeah. song was written by Getty. Yeah. Uh, and apparently, I, I was reading, he he wrote this after watching the movie Mr. Deeds Goes to Town. Okay. Um, and but not the it, Adam Sandler one. No, right? no, that's just Mr. Deeds from 2000. This was back in the 70s <laughs> okay. when he originally wrote the lyrics. Yes. <laughs> it, it's roughly based on that story, which I don't know anything about that movie. I didn't read it up. I was just like, oh, that's a weird factoid. Yeah. Um... You can definitely tell it wasn't written by Neert. Uh, Neert. <laughs> Neil Peart. Hey, that's a good uh, combo name right there. <laughs> Neert, my boy. I never want to hear that again. He's not necessarily a bad lyric writer or anything like that, but just yeah. it, it's so weird going from these fantastical stories to this. Something that's very digestible and easy to understand. And it's kind of like when uh, you go back to the first album and think, like, listen to the song, I think I'm going bald. It's so hard for me to listen to anything from the first two, al like, first two albums, yeah. Fly By Night? Yeah. Even? 
Yeah. That, that, that one's pretty decent. Yeah. Bytorn and the Snow Dog's a little weird, but... Yeah, I think... I don't know. It's just it's not as mind-bending as I'm used to. Well, that was Neil's introduction to the band. So, yeah. I mean, like, it's all, like these cool rock hits, but nothing fantastical. Like, because... Remember, Crest of Steel was his introduction to writing like that. Yeah. And uh, that flopped. Yeah. So if 2112 didn't work, oh boy, we wouldn't have this. this. Yeah. Literally. Minus Cinderella Man because Getty wrote it. <laughs> <laughs> Fair. Oh my God. Excuse me. Now yeah, I'm see, the gassy we, one. We, we can't mute. I can't just mute myself. Okay. <laughs> I, I've done it like four or five times. Like, But I'm internalizing my burps. So when you're gone, it's going to be like, you know, like a, a new couple goes on a date <laughs> and you're holding your fart. farts all night. And then you're just like, you literally, your ass explodes. Yeah. Like as soon as they're in their own house. As soon as I leave, you pull up the puke bucket. You're like, okay, yeah, I'll belch. And then just like it's seconds later, things start following. And it's then just cuts you and your car doing the same thing on the steering wheel. <laughs> fucking gross. No, at least I have the decency to hang a bag over the uh, over the steering wheel. Driver's side puke. Bag, huh? <laughs> That's <laughs> disgusting. Um, okay, so I like the song. Um, I don't think that uh, I've ever not liked the song. Um, I'm very glad that he says the song title in the song, so I do remember what it's called. The very first thing you hear. <laughs> Thank God. Um, I love that the electric guitar and the vocals follow the same melody. It adds a punch to each syllable. So it kind of goes back to when you were talking about like the staccato playing where he'll kind of like hit on every word that he sings. And I'm like, it just adds that like intensity to it. And I really like that. And it kind of helps me remember the lyrics or really remember how the vocal melody goes. Because if I just listen to the guitar, I can just follow that. So I like that a lot. Um, and the bass feature. And I don't want to just call it like a bass solo because it's playing underneath the guitar solo. So I called it more of a feature. Um, but it's holding down the solo and it is goddamn beautiful. Uh, going back to that staccato thing you were talking about a minute ago, yeah. like that's I think one of the biggest points I took of saying, "Oh, this kind of like took some beats from Farewell to Kings." Yeah, yeah, okay, yes, I'm seeing song. it. I'm seeing it. I, I felt a lot of that in this one too. Um, I'm I'm not particularly huge on this song. Oh, look no. at that, the, op the opposite oh, thing. Oh, look at that! It's, it's not. not it's it had not to changing. happen at least once this episode. Uh, uh, yeah, the yeah, opposite yeah. thing, you know. It's not changing. Um, yeah. I, I felt the chorus was probably one of the weaker ones, if not the weakest one on the album. Yeah. Well, it uh, brings down the intensity. It, it does. But the thing is, I've liked songs that do that in the past. Depending on how you do it, it can be really well done. Yeah. This one just doesn't do it. It ends kind of abruptly. I don't like the minor twist at the end of it. It's just not as catchy as gripping. So, I mean, like, this song is generally pretty forgettable to me. Like, I don't hate it, but... Uh, in my catalog of favorite Rush songs, it's, this one's probably not up there. I can tell you that. Well, shit. Um, it's bound to happen at least once, even on a Rush yeah. album of six songs. Six songs, and I honestly don't think we're going to match, excuse me, any of them. Maybe. Um, I really enjoy that half the verse is just vocals and guitar, and then the rest of it is like the staccato playing, which is everybody, and I really like that. It's very interesting, and it kind of keeps my attention rather than sounding stale and having the the same sound through it because the verse is kind of i i don't really know how to describe it other than it's just like too too i don't know 
two groups of lines. I I don't know. I'm I'm not I'm I'm not an artist. I'm not a musician. You had okay. to bring your A game to this episode, but you didn't. <laughs> How can I bring something I don't have? You learn it, and then you bring it. You have 100 episodes to prepare for episode 100. Did did we miss the part at the beginning when I said that I met you in school, then I dropped out? I'm not good at sticking with learnings. No learning brain stuff. Well, two and a half years into this now. So that's going to mean and something. And I'm still shit. There you go. Um, I always thought this song was shorter than four and a half minutes. Did not realize that it was as long as it is. How long is Oh, yeah. Okay. 422. Right. Yeah. And uh, there is something about this song that has always pleased me. I don't know if it's all the stuff that I've already described, uh, but it, it just, it, it tingles my brain and I like it very, very much. And uh, just my parting thought, uh, I love the the lyric, try as they might, they cannot steal your dreams. I just, I really like that. Well, I'm going to have to like look into the plot of that movie then because clearly something's happening in that movie that he's yeah. writing. He felt so compelled to write about in a, in a song. He's like, hey, Neil, don't worry. I got this one. And then Neil's like, fuck. <laughs> he flashes back to the first Shit. album and has like a mental breakdown. Oh my god. I wasn't here for that one, so that's why I don't like that one so He's much. like, okay, and hands over a pencil and Geddy grabs it and Neil's like, okay, I'm going back to the bus now. <laughs> oh, by the way, we're playing a few songs off the first Bye. album. He's just like, I have to play Jim Rutsey's drum lines yeah. not that there's anything wrong with Jim Rutsey but when you compare the two it's like John day night. Rutsey put some respect on Jim the Jim or John name. people alternate those names really? Jim and John yeah huh. I think he was born a John well there he looks like a John I have an uncle named John that if you go back to his younger photos of like the 70s and 80s they, they kind of look alike oh, wait, really? interesting so, uh, kind of strange there but I, I can tell you right now my uncle did not go on to be a famous drummer for a famous band he went on to be a drummer but didn't go far. He's not listening to this. I can talk about it. It's Parallels fine. are are kind of there. <laughs> kind of. Yeah, he, uh, he tried stuff in the 80s, though, so that's a little late to be comparing to Rush, I guess, but then it compares to Rush. Fair. Um, so I guess we'll just move right on then. Uh, we're almost done already. This is crazy. Uh, song number five, uh, Mad- Madrigal? That, I've Madrigal? always said it Madrigal, yeah. I, they probably say it in the song, too, and I just ignored it or something like that. I have no idea. Like, when it comes to songs on this album that I do or don't remember, like, I never remember this one. Now, I don't want to say that means it's a bad one. Yeah. Just, like, there's nothing much about the song that kind of grabs me in this one. And it's also really short, 235. Right. So when you ask me about short Rush tracks, I'm like, those don't exist, silly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) But clearly they do. You're like, that's just just a radio edit. Um, I was anticipating the entire time listening to this for, like, a bigger pickup to, like, eventually come in. Because it sounds like it's going to build into something. But then I realized I was sitting there for a while, nothing's really picking up, and the percussion's already there and everything like that. Uh, but I realized that upon a couple of listens that I kind of generally like that softer nature, and also the reason why like that pick- pickup never came, like, oh, it's two and a half minutes. I would have gotten yeah. that. They would have started the song with it. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, realizing at this point in the album that we haven't ha- really had a song like this yet, we've had moments like it, but not a whole song, Yeah. it actually made me appreciate it a little more, so I, I did like it for that reason. Oh, there you go. Um, this is the part of the performance where I sit and try and come down from the last four songs. Um, that was me with Cinderella, man. 
ouch, uh, keeps the feel and theme of the album, but is definitely a transition track. It isn't my favorite um, because it really doesn't do too much. It's just sort of uh, a level um, level intensity the entire time, which is no intensity at all. Um, That's okay. The bass at the very end of the song is the song fades out. The bass is obviously there for the whole song, but just hearing it on its own as the song fades out, I really like it. The guitar tone just in general for this whole album is just fantastic. It's not too tinny. It's not too muddy. It's just, it's very nice. It's distinguishable from note to note. I really like that a lot. Um, and I literally have nothing else to say about this, not because I didn't like it, it's just I liked it less. I, and it's but, three, two and a half song, two and a half minutes. Yeah, long. yeah, yeah. And I'll, I'll say this about the guitar tone at the very least, too, is because um, I, I think the, the tone didn't really change from, like, the first album, maybe up to, like, moving pictures. Really? Like, I feel like, like, the 60s through the, uh, the, the seven all the way through the 70s, I think the guitar more or less carried the same tone. Yeah. Uh, but then, obviously, you know, the big bad 80s came and fucked up rock music forever, or did it? There's some good rock Turned albums, I guess. to 11, all of them. I'll say your favorite Rush album literally came from the 80s. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, like, that's obviously when things changed and, like, became more a little expansive, whereas, like, in the 70s, like, things kind of felt... There's no good way for me to put this because I can't think of the right word. I was going to say felt more in its place, meaning like the best visualization I can think of is like if you think of their concert and like the R40 tour where they started with all the amps and then slowly started to break down one by yeah. one. There was like that gymnasium scene with a single amp. Yeah. Well, That's the, imagine this. From that tour. I was going to say, is that. Is that a R four? Oh, okay. There you go. Yeah, because I was like looking at the logo. I'm like, that's that's a very old logo. <laughs> Damn right. I stole all my of my dad's old shirts. So uh, I got all those. Um, but yeah, because this this reminds me of like the whole single lamp idea. Yeah. But then like the '80s would be like the more grand amp idea. It's like the wall of sound, trademark, not by me. If the, also the wall sounds like a different thing too. I, I think, just imagine it, I every time I hear wall of sound, I don't think of it as a theory. I think of it as like floor to ceiling amps, but like that uh, Maxell commercial from the eighties where the guy's sitting in the chair and the TV goes on and it blows his face off. Fair. Yeah, that's how I feel listening to Rush. Um, I only really have two more notes for this one. Um, the first one has to do with um, through this song, you get this kind of like whistling synth that all goes all the way through the song. Originally, oh, see, now I'm getting burps and I'm, try, I'm trying not to. <laughs> Got to hit the M button real quick. <laughs> I, I'm literally keeping them in me, so it's starting to hurt a bit. <laughs> Maybe at the very end of the episode is when I'll Just belch it all out. Burp and let it out your nose. That's how I normally do it. Yeah, but then my sinuses are going to sting. Oh. And then I had to do this on camera. <laughs> Oh. Like I just did. Oh, maybe maybe my body is just more efficient at hiding its flaws. Maybe. I don't know. Yeah, because usually no one's around and I can burp and fart to my heart's extent. <laughs> um, but yeah, the whistling synth, it originally bothered me for a little while when I listened to it. But like, I grew to like it, especially when it's paired with like that the, the softer drums and like the higher end bass passages and everything yeah. like that. So again, finding things that I do like about this. Uh, and it's weird to me that this is already like the second last track on the entire album we're not even we're like song five and then we think about last week we did a 17 song album i'm so sorry about that oh my don't lord don't apologize okay no i'm I like sorry to everybody 
Oh, I, I like The Cure, and that, I hadn't heard that album yet, so it was nice to finally do an album I hadn't heard. Like I said last week, I always look, like, I'll I'll pick the album going, yeah, that's a good one, or, yeah, let's stick it to Chris and pick something stupid. The Buggles. And then, <laughs> and then uh, card up there. <laughs> um, no, fuck, no, take it down. I'm not, I'm not putting that one up. It doesn't deserve anything. <laughs> Um, but I, I'll go on to, to Spotify and I'll, I'll go, the first thing I'll do is scroll down to see how long the album is. It was like an hour and 15 minutes. I'm like, what did I do? What did I do? But if you listen to that, uh, episode, I hope you liked it. I hope you liked it. I hope, I hope you and us had some matches because there were so many tracks and this one I'm. I'm so scared. We had a single match last week, but yeah. at least we had one. We didn't expect much. So. That, that is true. That so is who, true. Who, who knows? Maybe we'd be pleasantly surprised today. That, what if What if you had like four out of six? That well, that would that would break the ra- race by ratio would break the record. That'd be fucking crazy. Because that would be sixty six point six six percent of the entire album. Oh my god. Well, because I already know that our number ones likely won't match, but that's, oh, that's yeah. okay. That's one out of five. That's right? fine. Yeah, probably not at all. Or I guess technically there'd be two mismatches then, so I don't know. Well, let's find out and do the last song. Yes, the very last song, the second longest song in the entire album. Song number six, Cygnus X1, book one, The Voyage. Now, this one's in four parts, but we're just counting it as one track because that's pretty... Like, even on the back of the, the record, it doesn't list the parts. It literally says Cygnus X1, but, like, it's listed as book one, The Voyage, four parts... And part two, like book two, is literally Side A of Hemispheres, which I believe is the next album after this one. And it is the second drink that I have. Ooh la la, how matching. Topical. And what's the be- I think the best part is you didn't even realize that when I told I you. I didn't, yeah, So it was yeah. just like, oh, I'm like, oh, look, you like yeah. unintentionally did that. Yeah, I didn't realize we were going to reference it, but I, I knew what it was. Um, I also did not realize or think purposely that I was going to leave the uh, Farewell to Kings beer for today. And then when I grabbed it uh, this afternoon, I thought, wow, I am a genius. There we go. Just, just so it could be in camera view. Fantastic. And excuse me opening the second one. Well, I had to do my, my, my second can like all the way the hell behind the microphone wow. over here. Because again, yeah, we are doing this live. So <laughs> it's so easy to mute on Zoom. You, you don't hear <laughs> right. any of the imperfections. Right. I, I'm so glad I don't have to, like, cough and clear my throat this week. Usually I have to, like, <laughs> cough and clear my throat a bit. Everyone gets to listen to my bodily functions. It's fine. <laughs> or almost all of them at the very least. <laughs> Chris is like, that's getting edited. That's getting edited. Oh, yeah. Don't make, don't do more cut, work than cut, I have cut. to do. Jesus. All right. So, song number six, Cygnus X1. Um, this, for at the beginning, felt like it was trying to push into 2112. Type territory because mm-hmm. you're getting like that spacey ambient kind of noise, yep. but eventually it was replaced. Well, it even had like those vocals that were kind of like spacey as well with the heavy effects on it. Yeah, uh, eventually it was replaced by regular instrumental. So like you just get back in that kind of like regular swing of things. But um, I I noticed with this one the instrumentals like had like this touch of like funk to it. Oh yeah, like at least in the beginning, like it just like this very kind of like funky groove. Yeah, but and just the way the bass was playing it too really had that like funk behind it yeah. while still being proggy. So prog funk, if you want to call it that, I guess. I don't <laughs> oh my know. god, I'm gonna go home and Google that, and I really hope I find something good. 
Well, we tried this before with like what progressive rap or whatever it was. And then <laughs> I you f- think so. And I think like you even pointed thing. out Death Grips. So I'm like, oh yeah, we've done them before too. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, really fun composition all around on this one. Again, I don't have any normal notes for this one. I have more, yeah. but like I don't have any normal notes because it's a very long song. Excellent. Uh, I have random ones, um, so I'll probably pepper those in. But my very first one. Um, okay, so I hate songs like this where they're. And I, I say this as a generalization, but really I just mean the intro, uh, where there's a robotic voice giving instructions or repeating numbers. Because there's a Porcupine Tree song, and I forget which one it oh, is. Oh, can we talk to you on Stephen Wilson for a minute? No. <laughs> uh, we cannot, but I am going to reference one of their songs, I think from the album Stupid Dream. And the end of it is just a robotic female voice just giving a bunch of numbers. I fucking hate that. It is so disturbing and uncomfortable. Yeah. And it's like, what are you trying to tell me? Like, it feels like I'm listening to an end of the world broadcast and it's giving me like like, army codes. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And it's like, should I be knowing this? Should I know what you're talking about? And are there going to be bomb sirens? Oh, I don't Stephen know. Stephen Wilson trying to expose the deep state? Holy Christ. <laughs> and it's scary. I don't know. Maybe he's trying to crack the code. Who knows? Well, but he, it, it he can't crack out. the code of a good album, so I don't think he's going to crack a government code of oh any time. You know I'm going to make you do one of his albums again. Oh, that's fine. We need more D-tier albums. <laughs> Holy shit. I got nothing to say. No, I have more points, but but go on, and I'll I'll pepper mine in. Yeah, now that you're here, I can actually tell you a little more about Stephen Wilson to your face oh, for no. once. You can't oh, just no. hang up the call. No, but I don't know what to say, so I just laugh in uncomfortable feelings. Oh, the nervous laughter! It's like the bare naked lady singing. I'm the kind of guy who laughs at a funeral. Well, right now you're laughing uh, at Stephen don't Wilson's know what I mean, fucking funeral. You soon will. But oh, I don't know yeah. <laughs> the rest of the song. I wish I did. Uh, it's been one week since I've made fun of Stephen Wilson. You weren't here for it, but I did just to myself. Yeah, no, I'm pretty sure you did it last week, yeah. <laughs> oh, I probably do it all the time. Um, oh, we were doing an English band last week. It would have been so fitting, because Robert Smith is a better songwriter anyway. Uh, so I enjoy the progression of the song at the very least, because it kind of changes up a bunch. Yep. But uh, before the vocals came in halfway, I was kind of wondering like exactly like where this song was going as like the main riffs repeated for quite a while. Yeah. But like, not necessarily that it's a bad thing, but just kind of like... You know, you're getting to like the four minute, nearly five minute mark, and you're just sitting there like, are, are you going to jam some more? Like, Tapping is, your invisible watch. Is there anything else beyond this? Uh, obviously, it does. It changes up quite a bit. It makes it like it's pretty damn fun. Um, and this goes from feeling like a, a bouncy and like fun, adventurous type of song to this like dim and bleak piece. But uh, given that apparently the story of this song is like, some guy going to explore a black hole and then, uh-oh, he's sucked into it and that's never a good thing. So no wonder it sounds so dim and bleak at the end. Kind of reminds me of, like, just that idea reminds me of, like, uh, like the Twilight Zone with, like, the spiral and somebody in it and he's spinning and he just oh, yeah. disappears forever. Well, everything I've heard scientists say about what it would be like to be sucked into a black hole, it sounds uh, horrifying. Oop. There, now you get the now you get the burps. I've not heard anything, so spill a little bit. Um, I need to be fearful a little. If if anyone's well, it would be hard to know what happens to you. But like yeah. if so, if you if I watched you fly into a black hole, it would look like you're just completely frozen in time. Yeah, uh, and slowly your body would just kind of fade 
from existence, but really, you're, like, you'd end up being, like, spaghettified and everything like that and really? pulled through because you're being pulled into this extremely heavy gravitational thing. I'm not qualified to talk about this part. I'm just going by what I heard. I assume it's uh, cold and not hot, so would I, like, freeze? No, you wouldn't be frozen, though. Like, you, what you think you're moving and what you think you're doing, yeah. like, you can look behind you and be like, oh, there's the people, but, like, to them, they don't see you moving. Really? Because, like, light is absorbed into the hole and, like, it can't escape the hole, so therefore... This is why I don't like space. It fucking freaks me out the, too much. There's, I, It was, like, a very long video I watched explaining oh it. And, like, I'm trying to do the best I can, but I'm, I'm not qualified space for this. Space and deep sea? Fucking terrifying. No, thank you. I would like to stay neutral in the middle. I have megalophobia, so I would just shit my pants if I saw a black hole in person. Oh. Uh, thankfully, I'd be dead right away, because if we were that close, we'd already be dead. That is so scary. Um, But, yeah, I mean... <laughs> I was wondering why I was talking about being sucked into a black hole because I realized we were talking about this song. Uh, so that ex- explains why it sounds so sad at the end. Although it felt kind of weird. It kind of felt like uh, Farewell to Kings a little bit, kind of like a something with a tacked on ending. Didn't yeah. feel the best executed. Like I always think back to 2112, that first half, and like how well that wrapped up and how action-packed it seemed because of what was happening. Yeah. Whereas this one's just kind of like, Oh, okay, that's the end. Yeah, yeah. Unfortunate. Although technically not because it continues on in Hemispheres, but we aren't talking about that one today. It's it's like, yeah, when the song ends, at least for me, it was kind of like a, oh, is it is it over? Is it just dimming down to another part? And then, um, so when I, when I do these reviews, like I will listen to certain songs on repeat. So it's like, I'll know when it restarts and I kind of listen to different parts. So I did that to this one, and then as it it closed and it was bringing up again, I was like, oh, is this the second part? Oh, shit, the song restarted. I didn't even notice that it had ended. I just thought that it had um, sort of turned down the volume a little just to come back up, but it didn't come back up. Yeah. Um, No, because then you just get sucked into a black hole, and we're watching you fade away into it. That's it. That's that's the end of the song. Imagine that that's actually it. And you think about it, you're like, oh, well, that makes sense now. Yeah, and then Rush releases no more albums. That's it. They make it so real. And that's it. That's it. No more Rush. Can't leave the house. 1977 was the last release they ever did, and they never went on the Canadian Music Hall of Fame or Rock and Roll Hall of Fame or anything. I would definitely have a lackluster musical life if that was the case. Um, so I have like a bunch of notes, but I, whatever value on them, I don't know. Um, I do like that at the beginning when the bass is just playing that riff where it's like, doom, doom, do, do, do. And they're just, just the bass. There's nothing else. I really like that it gets louder and more clear as it approaches the whole band the space, coming in. The spaceship approaching the black yeah. hole type deal. And it, it sounds like he's walking towards you while playing, which is weirdly menacing somehow. Um, so I, I actually enjoyed that because it, it felt very Can dynamic. Can I jump in on that real quick? Yeah, totally. Because I, I just like how you say it's like walking towards you while playing, but I like how because it stops every once in a while. Dan, 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 it stops. Yeah. And so he's he stops with it and then he'll sit there for a minute and then play again and walk towards <laughs> you. Stop again. It's like those cards. It's like those old cartoons where it was like it would play that uh, sneaky music and then when the music <laughs> stopped, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> then you stop. And then you keep going again. So yeah. I like that imagery. Um, I 
Obviously, I love the bass. I'm going to love the bass all of the it's time. Rush. Oh my god, I love it. Percussive bass, let's go. <laughs> and I love the bass riffs here. Very forward and very beautiful. Um, like you were saying with the track earlier in the album, definitely feels like the bass is taking the lead, if not for pretty much the whole album. The guitar is really just the accessory to the bass's um, adventure of the album. Um, I feel like this, I felt like this song is longer than Xanadu because the slowdown is in the middle, whereas Xanadu, it's at the beginning. So it's kind of like waiting for the song to start, like start proper, I feel is less tedious than pulling the brakes in the middle. But while listening to this, I was unaware that it was in four different parts. So maybe that slowdown was one of the parts. Maybe that's just what I got to. Um, and I don't know how to feel about this one because to me it feels very fly by night, not the song, but just like that era of albums. So it's like the first two albums. Um, it's, believe it or not, it's not my favorite. And it does kind of feel like a, me a medley of riffs from other albums. Now, I don't know if I've, uh, and I am going on long, might be. Um, All good. I I don't know if I've actually heard this song live before, or if this like riffage is has been used before this album, or is used on hemispheres, because I definitely have heard hemispheres. So well, it, I'm not. I wonder if we did because maybe the, some of the motifs came back for Cygnus too. Because it sounds very familiar, but not familiar enough that I can place it to this song on this album. No, yeah, fair enough. And yeah, this, I don't want to say I'm that done. this one wasn't popular, but at the same time, like, it's not one of those ones people immediately jump to, like, even for, like, the longer Rush tracks or anything yeah. like that. So, I don't know, it's hard to say. Um, I've heard Cygnus too, uh, probably at the beginning of the year, and just for the sake of clarity, it's like the end of November when we're recording this. Uh, to 2023, so like the beginning of the year is the last time I heard Cygnus 2, so I can't recall off the top of my head. But yeah, maybe they there's some motifs that come back. It would kind of make sense, ties in the story a little more and everything like that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, I mean, that's all I have for this one. Um, I mean, with this album, this you and I have different quote-unquote rush eras. Yeah. Uh, mine's <laughs> definitely in this era because, I mean, I, I've said it a billion times, 2112 is up there. It's like one of my favorites. Yeah. Uh, 1985 onwards. Yeah, fucking who the hell has ever heard of Power Windows? <laughs> oh, my God. Power Windows, hold your fire and presto. You didn't even say Grace Under Pressure. Like no, that, that came out decent. in 1986 or nine. Was it 1986 or 1984? I don't remember. Oh. But Presto's I, my favorite. I, I feel like sure. it came out after... Power Windows. Shit, I'm looking this up. Uh, I'm not Grace super familiar with that. Like under the pressure. Nah, I I'll think it's wait. 1984. 1984. Oh, so okay. it was after or before Power Windows. Okay, so then all their good stuff was before that. <laughs> and then I pick up the slack afterwards. Well, as I said, uh, Presto's not so bad. Hold your fires, okay. Yeah. Roll the bones. Well, you can go back and watch our episode about it. Uh, I started digging them again around counterparts. Yeah. Test for Echo changed to more of that rock sound. They dropped the synth. Bam, six-year break to... Uh, why can I... I can see it. I can see it. Test your fire echo? I no, don't it's... Um, <laughs> vapor Trails, that's what Vapor Trails, that's Which it. is funny, because I don't recall anything from that album. Really? Ooh, I, really I, I feel like it. I've heard it, but I don't know. 
But anyways, we heard A Feral of the Kings at the very least, and we are now at the end of this very long album, 37 minutes and oh six songs God. long. Holy Jeez. shit. Yes. So, hey, thank you very much for making it to the end of the episode and uh, hanging out with us, and uh, hopefully you listen to the album too, because we want to hear your opinions on it. As per usual, we always do. But now we get to go a little further, and we want to hear more of your opinions as well, because now we have to rank the songs. Um, I, I, I guess... Or you'll keep hearing our voices, but I'm going to have to do some actual video editing now because I'm going to have to change screens so you can everything, see everything. So not above our heads, but the graphics are changed. Boom. There are names. There are numbers. There's going to be more names, song names to be specific. Uh, because now we need to go to least favorite to favorite, not so great to great. Uh, uh, fucking roll the bones to 2112. <laughs> <laughs> what, whatever you want to list these songs as is what we got to do now and oh my god episode 100 we're, we're about to go into break so it's nice that I don't have to do a whole lot for this one as compared <laughs> to last week 34 songs whereas this week's oh, only 12 geez. so one side was 17 songs last week this song a total is 12 that's, that's so much easier to do uh, oopsies whatever it's fine I don't I don't mind it I mean he we, says we, it's fine but like he texted me and he was like don't ever do that again or we are never recording another show so I said okay I promise <laughs> yeah and j- just to just to annoy her I also sent her uh, a screenshot of every single edit I had to do and I sent it through text and email and just flooded her shit and then for <laughs> some reason through Facebook Messenger as if that was necessary Instagram and then Ridiculous. I sent it through our own rock uh, rate the record email okay. hey Sven did you have WhatsApp yeah what for bing 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 oh god he sounded like someone from like Another country he uses what I know that it's really popular in certain countries. Yeah. But I've gotten those messages before. Do you have WhatsApp or Skype? I'm like, no. Yeah. I do not have those. I, I use it for uh for other man other managers at work. Uh so I read it going, Well, at least I know what tomorrow holds and that's what you use WhatsApp? Yeah. That's yeah, strange. They all do. At first I thought you were gonna say I use it for other men. I'm like, Do your does your partner know about this? Oh <laughs> like, hell Jesus no. Jesus Christ. Oh hell no. Do you just re- like release your darkest secrets on the air? Jesus. No, no, that's on Kofi. Anyways, speaking of releasing our darkest secrets, we have to release the darkest timeline of where we rank these songs. There's only six. Uh, We might get one out of it, but there's a few that I know it's not going to be. I am not... I am not optimistic. I am not hopeful. There's not a lot of room for optimism. <laughs> I am going to say zero. We're going to get zero. Episode 100 is going to be a, a goose egg, is it? I just want to be correct. So zero. If there Again, if there's just one, okay, cool. Exciting. If there's zero, well, I was right. So. Well, let me pull up my uh, book so I can write down your songs because uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. that's the way I got to do this. It's just weird because I usually have a table to do this on, but I don't this time. So song number six, let's see what happens. Cinderella Man. Oh, my God. That's painful. Uh, Madrigal. Okay, Madrigal. Song number five, Closer to the Heart. I fucking hate you. Cygnus X1. Yeah, we're fucked, aren't we? Yep. Song number four, Madrigal. Closer to the Heart. Close to the Heart. (laughs) Song number three, Cygnus X1. I think we got it. Uh, Number three, Xanadu. It literally comes down to whatever happens next. Song number two, Farewell the Kings. Oh, thank God, yes. Okay, we got at least one. Yeah. And that's, that's, uh, I don't even know the percentage, but one song out of six, that's a pretty good percentage. Good. Uh, So, 
Farewell to King. So what's song number one? Uh, I mean, song number one is Xanadu. Oh, it's Cinderella Man. Totally. I love that song. And I did not know that Getty wrote it. And I didn't think that I would like a Getty written song. So this is nice. It's nice. Good to know. Just go back and listen to I Think I'm Going Bald and tell me for a second that you actually like that song. Um, I don't think I've actually heard it enough to care. Um, but I have listened to Getty's solo album, uh, I think released in 2000. Not too bad. Got that song, My Favorite Headache or whatever it is. That is actually what the album's called. Oh, okay. Well, I think think I'm Going Bald's actually written about Gene Simmons. I think I read that At the very least, that's what makes me like that song. Other than that, it's it's pretty... Anyways, we got an album to If they couldn't stick it to Gene Simmons, you're like, fuck this. Oh, they did because Rush is fucking better than Kiss. I don't care what anyone says. Oh, yeah. Anyone who who says differently doesn't have ears. If you like novelty disco demons over an actual legitimate, like, fucking legendary prog rock band, I mean, you need medication. (laughs) Anyways, we're moving on to rating the album now. So we're going to switch the screens once again. Swish. Well, here we are. The album ratings screen one more time for season five. Uh, technically the 101st album to go on the thing, but episode 100 regardless. Man, we've done a lot, and Rush has kind of gone all over the place on our charts. By all over the place, I literally just mean C and A. But now we need to find out where A Farewell to Kings is going. That's the album we're doing today. Uh, man, if this one doesn't end up in A tier, we got a problem because it has to because we had to break the record for most A tiers in one season. Do, do, do as she turns her back. Cool. La, 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 don't look at my face. I'm still looking at you because you're here. I can smell <laughs> your stink, okay? <laughs> oh, God, I smell like... Anxiety. <laughs> anxiety and cat piss. Oh, what a combo. Delicious. Well, then, usually it's like whoever chose the album, the other person has to go first. We both chose this one, technically. <laughs> but I'm going to let you go first, because I had Damn to do it. the cure last week. Uh, okay, well, I am not embarrassed with my score. There are songs that I really, really like, and songs that I'm like, mm, it's okay, I understand how it rounds out the album. But you know what? I probably wouldn't listen to them as standalone tracks. And because of that, I rated the album 81.33. Oh, my God. I thought you were going to go down way further than no, that. Are you kidding know. me? Because like, I'm not embarrassed by it. You shouldn't be embarrassed if that's a fucking A-tier rating. I know, but it's not like a 96 or anything. It's like an 81. It's like if you're in an honors class and all of your classmates are going 90% plus and you get an 81.33, you're like, mm, I'm not as good as these other people. <laughs> So, so you said 81.33, correct? I did. You did. Uh, well, I mean, th- thank God then we have another A-tier rush album on our hands because I, I knew it. ended up going straight up 85, like wow. middle of the A-tier. And that brings us to a grand total of 83.16. It's got to be up there near 2112. Wow. 83.16. Uh, Muse's Absolution was 83.12. So it sits nicely between Muse and Mr. Bungle's California. And where's 2112? 2112 is at number two with an overall rating of 85.25. Damn. My my actual score was close to that. But still, holy shit. uh, It's an A minus once again. It's like we have nothing but A minuses. Right. But uh, whatever. You know what? We broke the record for the most A tiers in a season. Rush A tiered again with an album that you didn't choose solely because if it was Power Windows, it would probably be B tier at best. (laughs) 
best. <laughs> B for best or C for cast. I don't know. <laughs> but you know what? I'll take it, though. We wrapped up season five in episode 100 with an A tier. And I mean, again, we, it's not like we, we, we planned for that to happen, but we did plan to bring this album back eventually. And, and this was just the time to do it. Last week, you threatened me and said if we didn't have an A tier album, that that was it. So, like, I had a lot of pressure on this. You could have been defiant. Then I would have been a liar. I guess. What's worse, defiant or a liar or a defiant liar? Uh, that can change on a day to day basis depending on the situation. I don't know. Fair enough. Also, I couldn't walk into my house and, hey, hey, babe, what did you rate the album? Oh, I rated it a 67. Get out of my house. He doesn't even listen to Rush and he would kick me out. So, you know what? I had a lot riding on this episode. Yeah, he would just probably, like, laugh you out of the room. He's like, you're bullshit. You didn't do that. You're stupid. <laughs> and boo, and boo me out of my own house. Puts on dubstep. <laughs> <laughs> he listens to a lot of EDM, so well, yeah. Yeah, you, you told me that, so I was just thinking about it. Mm-hmm. Well then, we did A tier another album for the end of season five, so oh my god, at least we got that out of something. Oh, we're back on the screen, by the way. Hello, special screen again. Nice. Oh yeah, so we did that. That's awesome. Cool. Great way to end season five. Great way to cap off 100 episodes. So that's pretty damn cool. And you know what? We want to know your opinion on this too. So what did you think of the album? How would you rank the songs? How would you rate the record? Do you agree or disagree with us? Let us know down in the comments of wherever you're listening because there's comment sections everywhere. And there's also comment sections over in the social media pages as well. And so you can find that there. All the streaming links, RTR Club, requesting stuff, and just uh, probably something else I'm not even thinking of. Over at ratetherecord.ca <laughs> I didn't say in the beginning so that's ratetherecord.ca and one more time because three is a good luck ratetherecord.ca good you didn't have to say it a fourth time Woo! you just matched me that time yay yeah at, at this point I have like no, no more notes I can literally just do this with my laptop and stare into the camera because yeah it's it's the end of the podcast uh, what a season it's been uh Again, we broke the A-tier thing. That's pretty cool. Uh, still tons of B-tiers, Toe. How fucking depressing is that? It's on brand. B for on brand. <sighs> B for... You know, on I, brand. I, I was going to say, I literally have nothing at this point. <laughs> but I'm just happy that we got this score out of it and out of a, like, a really good Rush album, too. So I... Yeah. I've, I dig that. I mean, this flag has been behind me for every goddamn episode we've done. So if I didn't give that a high score, it would have been crazy. But yeah. it's I still like 2112 better. But now we've done the album, so you can just tear it right down. Yeah, everything that we've done. Inclu- hey, look, it's Cheese Man. Yeah, ugh. <laughs> you can see it, it in person. It doesn't look that bad in person. I see you like, see the HD gross, now. The gross band-aids are disgust. Ugh. See, that's the part you liked. <laughs> Yeah, but in person, I don't like now it. You're going you see off. up his nostrils. You're going opposite with uh, it now. See, I'm ruining her illusion. She's here in person, just yeah. like... Yeah, yeah. the cheese mask. It's disgusting. There's, like, dirty band-aids on this thing. Gross. Also, <laughs> uh, just editor, throw up another card for the... Um, I think we've run out of space. We only get five. This one. There you go. I don't. Although I don't Malibu think Ken, I don't think the was. Russian Malibu Ken crowd is a big crossover brand there. You never know. David never Bowie, know. Nine Inch Nails, possibly Tool, maybe over there. Not so much health. I don't know. <laughs> but. All Hell right, we're yeah. done. We're Nudity. Done. Well, anyways, thank you very much for watching this episode, as I said. And if you like what you see and we're here today, let us know. Like, subscribe, rate, share, comment, follow. All those things really help. Um, so what we've done in the past, going out of seasons and everything like that, is to give you like this 
vague idea of what's going next season because we don't obviously want to spoil any of the artists or anything happening. Uh, uh, well, season six, here's your spoiler. It's going to be a while. Um, so we're, we're going to do a bit of an announcement right now, uh, but there's going to be a full-length video uh, probably in the new year in January going more in-depth into what we're going to be talking about here, uh, so we're going to do this briefly now. Uh, the podcast will be going on hiatus for a bit, um, and I will actually let Savannah, you don't have to say everything right yeah, now, yeah, yeah. but I mean, this is more or less for you, so I will let you say a, a few words. Okay, I feel very on the spot, but I feel like oh, this, I was, this on, was expected. I don't want to speak on your behalf. Fair enough. Um, there are some things going on in my personal life that I need to address, and I need the time and space to address them. So uh, Chris has kindly provided me with some time to do that, which means I have, we have I have to stop doing the podcast for a short period of time. I don't want to give you a number because I honestly don't know when it is. But um, I'm looking forward to coming back for season six, whenever that happens to be. I hope you guys still stick with us. Please stay subscribed. I swear to God, we will release another video. Uh, it won't be too long, but uh, I really need to address these things and uh, make for a better me and make for a better podcast for you guys. Uh, yeah, and a, a couple things on that. Yeah, like obviously it's... Uh, indefinite because we there is no timeline yeah and i mean yeah behind the scenes like you know we rip each other on each other all the time when it comes to the podcast but like i've always been very supportive of you yeah. like taking care of yourself suspiciously as much suspiciously yeah. i'm trying to be positive here. i know but i i'm always like why is he saying it's okay <laughs> like yeah, so i can right. profit without you yeah but uh but yeah you've always been pretty supportive and, and always said you know take care of yourself and and i got it yeah care literally of the mantra besides b tier is prioritize yourself right yeah um i will say very quickly so the podcast is on hiatus but i'm planning to do some things while she's gone it's not going to be the show yeah. uh but like nmr's ilts's i'll still do and there's still a thing a couple things i'm cooking up uh so when that Longer video explaining this comes out in January. I'll tell you more about it then. Um, other than that, this was just kind of a quick thing to let you know. Like, if you want a season six, you'll get one. You just got to wait a little while. Yeah. I know we have a request that came in that was supposed to be for season six. So if you made that request, it's still going to happen. We still have it written in our list. It's just there's not a timeline of when you'll hear it. But we'll email you before it goes out. How about that? Yes. <laughs> we promise to do that, at least. And my... My goal is to come back for season six. Um, I don't foresee that not happening. I just don't know when. So. Yeah. And just to be clear, too, um, all the season five bonus stuff is still going to come out as scheduled. Savannah has agreed to... Yes. Uh, like of her own will to uh, agree to finish out all the season five stuff. So you know, yep. next week we have our ranking number one video from all of season five, uh, best of which you have nothing to do with anyways. That's all me just putting that shit together. Uh, best Thanks of NMRs, the ILTS videos, all through December. There's going to be stuff, and then in January when season six was supposed to start is when you'll get our like full announcement video regarding yep. this. Uh, so you can look forward to that. Still plenty of content. But other than that, yeah, there's no real hint for season six because I literally wiped out the schedule yesterday. Oh, really? Oh, so I put them all back onto a blank list with no dates because yeah. like, I'd have to redate everything. Yeah, yeah. And so maybe we could do things in a new order now. Interesting. Maybe let's we could do, do the band new, new order. <laughs> I was say, let's do new order. <laughs> Listen, I'll, I'll, I'll say that I don't care. I had Joy Division on the list. I'll yeah. say, I won't say where, but it was in yeah, season yeah. six. Yeah, yeah. 
interesting. All right. Well, I mean, uh, don't mean to leave you a bit of on a, a bummer note like that, but I mean, like, that we had been talking about this for at least a couple of weeks now. Yeah. Uh, and it's funny because it, you started off by saying you're quitting. Then it went to, I, I don't want to quit, quit and I'm up to a hiatus. Yeah. And then it was, let's just do a hiatus. Yeah, yeah. So it's been like getting generally more positive with each time we talk about it. Well, well, like you said, the, the more that we talk about it, the more it's like, oh, well, we can't do this. Or if you stop, we can't do that. I'm like. No, but I want to do that. I don't want to be kicked out. And I also don't, don't want to like. Leave. I don't want to pressure you in anything right? either. Yeah, yeah. But it's uh, it it's good. It, it's a positive to look forward to at the at the finish line. You know what I mean? So as long as you're back before we have to do the next Pearl Jam album, that's all. <laughs> <laughs> I can I can almost guarantee. I say that's August. You get some. Does that some good healing time right then there? Then I can guarantee. <laughs> yes. All right, well, we'll leave it at that. Again, full announcement coming out in January. Uh, other than that, uh, thank you for watching today, and hopefully you'll enjoy the bonus content coming up for Season 5 real soon. Until then, go listen to some awesome music like Rush, Farewell the King, what Wait, and there. Flash the Camera. Yeah, one more time for good luck. And we'll <laughs> see you again sometime down the road, so take care, friends. Bye-bye. <laughs>